This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Hey everyone, it's Megan. And it's Bradley. So this week we're going to be talking about the upcoming recipes. Specifically, we're moving You know forward. what we do every week? I know. We're pretty we're pretty uh, consistent. Well, I mean, you got to be. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're not consistent, then you need to go to a doctor and talk to them <laughs> about Mubithrol. <laughs> I, I don't know what it's called. It works, though. That works. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about <laughs> Central America, specifically where we're going to be going with it. So when we were discussing like how we we're going to do these recipes, originally it was like, okay, we can focus on just like the Aztec and then the Olmec and Mayan. And after doing some investigations and research, we determined that doesn't really make sense. No, I mean, the thing is that they themselves may have had dishes that were more specific to themselves. But at the same time, they shared so much of the same culture that it doesn't really make sense to differentiate the meals. So what did we choose? We are doing it by meats. Yeah. Vegetarian. Meats back on the menu, boys. I was going to say, vegan vegetarian menu is over. I mean, not not forever. But, you know, these last couple meals, because we do eat meat, um, they felt like they were missing a little bit of something. And when you do, especially when you have a stew, when it's just vegetables together, it just tastes like vegetables. It's a sad stew. Yeah, but when you put a little, when you put some meat flavoring in there, it gives it that little extra je ne sais quoi. <laughs> so from there, what we're going to do is we're going to introduce a meat that we haven't got a chance to have yet, white-tailed deer. Yeah, I was genuinely surprised. I thought that white-tailed deer only were like a North American thing. But no, they they are the largest spread hoofed animal in the Western Hemisphere. What a they, title. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
they spread from all the way from North America to three quarters of South America. Now, we could have had meat, you know, several recipes ago, but because of our ignorance with white-tailed deer, we didn't. But we now know, and now you know. Yeah, and the best part about getting deer is it's actually, of all the like the game meats and stuff, it's pretty affordable to get at butchers here. Yeah, probably because it's so abundant. <laughs> you just hit it with a car and, man, you just have deer. Yeah. They, they will not sell you that kind of stuff. I want to be clarifying. Right. least not, not one of the right butchers. At least not to our knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> but you hit a moose with a car and uh, the moose is having you for dinner. I was going to say, if you hit a moose, you're you're done for. Yeah. Them dare mooses. Oh, mooses. <laughs> a meese bit my sister. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, we're really excited about this just because one, there are certain recipes that are actually documented. Yeah, when the Spanish came over and did what the Spanish did, uh, they actually wrote down some of the foods and whatnot. And I think we covered that last week. Yeah, lightly, we talked about how the documentation became to exist. And one thing to note, and this is a common trend we see throughout history. It isn't always the most accurate depictions. Think uh, the Romans with what they said the uh, Druids were doing with cannibalism. Yeah, Julius Caesar's first accounts of the Druids. That's right. It, it, history is biased and we are biased. No matter how much you want to say you're not biased, you're biased. Everybody has a bias. And it's something that we can strive to co- overcome. But usually when you overcome one bias, another bias rears its ugly head. It's like, you know, I was biased against Burnett's until Megan started going Burnett. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's one of those things that when we're doing this, we have to keep an open mind about everything. And especially when it comes to historical documentation, because of the simple fact that oftentimes when other cultures conquered other cultures. They wrote historical documentation in a very false light. And our job is to take and go through and say, well, you know, this is probably wrong anyway. And look at the foods that they did have available to them. Yeah, you have to sometimes question the motives of those people. But at the end of the day, before they, you know, were ever introduced to other cultures or whatnot, they were eating food. And because of the archaeological record, we have a pretty good idea of what foods that they were eating. And we know that they had white-tailed deer. Well, we also know with some things like specifically cultures like the Mayan, they're still Mayans. Yeah. And some of these things were handed down throughout history in kind of an oral history. (laughs) Oral. Terrible. I know. I'm childish. (laughs) So we do have some other, between the archaeological evidence and kind of from the horse's mouth kind of mentality, but we... we but still... you guys have to, have to take that and go, okay, we're several hundred years separated from that. Exactly. And they have been influenced by other foods. And this is something we see through every culture. Every culture has that oral history. When you're learning to cook, you're probably learning from one of your parents that learned from one of their parents. And as time goes on and new foods are introduced, the foods that you will eat change, even if it's just a slight change. The, you know, 
adding chili peppers to Chinese dishes. It's a slight change, but it's still a change. Yeah, so it becomes kind of these things that we have to kind of keep an eye on because what we might be told from our families and our cultures also may not actually be accurate for what existed in those time periods. Yeah, that's one of the things that when we do get comments about the meals that we're making, it oftentimes is people saying, well, you know, you made this wrong because you didn't put this into it. And it's like, yeah, we made it wrong for today, but we didn't make it wrong for then because that that ingredient was not available then. And, you know, you get some people that are really receptive to that and go, oh, my goodness, I didn't know this. And then you get others that aren't so receptive <laughs> because there's no way that their culture can be wrong. I'm talking to you, British. But <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. But it's just a thing that when we're doing this, we know what food they had available to them. And it's through many, many, many years of archaeological work and, you know, countless archaeologists and biologists. I am just a bunch of different disciplines coming together and finding out, OK, yes, this food did originate here. And we've gotten pretty good about being able to sit there and give, you know, pretty close geological location to the where the food originated. Oh, for sure. And a lot of that, you know, as time has gone on and science has developed, has definitely helped. Yeah, that's one of the big reasons why we will occasionally reference white papers that talk about like the different pollen. And that gives us specific time periods. But no, there is fluctuations between like seasons and such as what yeah. pollen would do today. <laughs> yeah. And lake beds are amazing sources for pollen records because pollen gets into the water and then it slowly settles down to the bottom. And as the sediment builds up, you know, you get a very good, clear delineation and it, it, it helps. I think this might actually be the nerdiest, most archaeology podcast on this we've ever done. <laughs> ah, time to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens did it all. Nope. Aliens dropped pollen. <laughs> Hashtag release the pollen release. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we're really excited, though, because like we've been saying before and like almost every other um, episode, there is that benefit of going more north and going to the continent that we actively live on. And we, because of being, you know, North Americans, we've eaten a lot of these foods for most of our lives. Yeah. We're from a community that is heavily Hispanic and... And a lot of rednecks. A lot of rednecks. So it wasn't uncommon for, you know, your uncle's brother's friend, whatever, to just show up with a bunch of deer mm -hmm. and... You just didn't ask how he got that deer. Well, like you guys had a when he was working for a gas company, somebody showed up with gumbo that had crocodile in it. Uh, he was actually a southerner, though. Of course he was. Yeah. No, I think I don't know how he got that crocodile. I'm going to assume that he was growing them in his backyard. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to assume that he probably took a trip back home real quick, wrestled himself a crocodile. <laughs> And uh, came back up and was just like, yep. I conquered this crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's the thing is that 
having access to these foods, it's been nice because it's a lot less of a headache. It's more nostalgic also. In a way. Because like I remember my mom's friends sitting with us and well, sitting with me in a kitchen when I was growing up and like making tamales. It was a nice introduction to another culture. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And that's one of the beautiful things about Kansas City. Yeah. Is there's so many different cultures living in Kansas City that you have to actively go out of your way to avoid being introduced to another culture in Kansas City. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's those people. Oh, yeah, for sure. And... They don't deserve Kansas City. No, because it's it's a f- very fun, large area. I know people are probably like right now going, oh, Kansas City, it must be Super Bowl, whatever. Yeah. So I do reckon. We don't watch the the footballs. The sports. The sports is. Well, uh, we watch hockey, but. Yeah. You know, that's that's because we don't want to stand out up here. Yeah, they'll, they'll end us. Yeah. The hockey mafia. but You'll just hear the. The slight sound of a stick tapping on the concrete, and you'll turn around, and then group of people on rollerblades just sitting there going, "What you talking about?" Warriors. Is <laughs> that like Mario? I said warriors. Oh, come out to play. Eh. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's. Kansas City is an amazing place. Yeah, and so I definitely recommend going there. I don't know if I'd say that. I mean... It's an amazing place if you're from Kansas City. Yeah. But Kansas City itself, it has gone through a lot of changes. And it still has a long way to go before I could recommend it to people just touristing there. It's a little rough at spots. Yeah. I mean, every area is rough at spots, but... Kansas City, we're not very welcoming of outsiders for some reason. Yeah. The Midwest nice only goes so far. Well, I mean, we'll still be nice to your face. Oh, yeah. But then after you turn around, we'll say all the nasty things about you. 
you know, we'll invite you inside for a cup of water, but then we'll take and complain about how you didn't finish the water after we were so nice to offer you a cup of water. <laughs> and just sit there and go, now I've got to wash this dish. The worst part, <laughs> we had a guy come over to fix the microwave and he asked for a coffee. So I made him a coffee and then he only drank like one fourth of it. And I just immediately felt like a part of me raging. And I was just like, no, be that, nice. That's only because she's addicted to coffee. Well, it's it's more of the fact that this is you a... addiction? No, it was French. Megan, it's fine. You can admit to it. It was French pressed. Yeah, it's okay. And it was beautiful. It's okay. And then he also added sugar We're all and milk friends to here. it. We're all friends here. Okay. <laughs> you can admit to your addiction. How dare you. You see, that's that's good, you know. First step, anger. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, no, it's um home is a very specific place. Yeah. But we got off Kent City and get back to the actual what we're here bags. for, you know, cooking and food. Yeah. And I'm excited because as we are moving further north, it's gonna be nice. And I you know, I'm sitting there thinking about it. I'm going, I've never had Canadian goose or Canada goose or whatever they call it now. I don't know. I've never had the cobra snake <laughs> or cobra goose, whatever you call it. Cobra snake is what they. No, it's not cobra because it's, fl- it's called flying cobra snake. Is what this no, that's not right. Because cobra and snake are the same thing. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, cobra. You know what? Stop this real quick, and I'm going to look it up. All right, I looked it up. Cobra chicken. There we go. I don't know why. It's early in the morning here, and my brain doesn't want to work. I was going to say, we we do typically do these podcasts at like 6.30 in the morning, which I don't know if that's always good. You always know the difference between the ones that we do on Sunday nights versus Monday mornings. No, the ones on Sunday night are probably more cohesive and less rambly, and then you get these. And I don't know, which which kind do you guys like? I want to know that, yeah. Yeah, do, do you like the rambly or do you like the, you know, straight to business? Because we get a lot of feedback about people love the stuff along the lines of, like, bison security guards. So I imagine the rambly is what you guys like. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> but put it in the comments. Don't just speak it to your phone because I can't hear that. Yeah. I haven't way. developed that technology yet. <laughs> we will make I'm him not, stronger. I'm not the NSA. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, we're we're excited to do this. Um, I'm excited to kind of inter- like to have more dishes with things like turkey, because like we eat turkey all the time in our personal life mm-hmm. um, because that we made an active decision over a decade ago to eat less red meat. So ground turkey is a substitute we use for everything. Um, so I'm I'm actually pretty excited just to eat what we already do. Yeah. Only dark meat. Yeah. Yeah. She's a she 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 likes the light meat. I'm I'm the dark meat, and um, I'm not gonna say she's wrong, but she might. She, she's wrong. He's so rude. I am. I mean, I I get it. It's more moist. Yeah, there's a reason it, dark meat has more flavor. It, it, it's definitely moister. <laughs> moister. Yeah, I said that. And I'll say it one more time for you. Moister. But it, it, it just, it has everything going for it. Whereas like, you know, the light meat is just 
dry and flavorless. See, I feel like just someone who made it wrong. No, I, f- I feel like that you, just Megan, hate yourself. I don't know if it's part of your coffee addiction, <laughs> but I think you might just hate yourself. This is so rude. You shouldn't have to take and use a gravy to, you know, moisten up a meat. <laughs> I would always use a gravy. And also, every time we say moist, it sounds so terrible. It only sounds terrible because you make it sound terrible. I think everyone's disturbed by the term. No. Grow up baking. You know, the the word moist just loses all... Value. Yeah. You just sit there and, you know, you get used to the word. Would you rather me explain, you know, like, dark meat is just so much wetter? (laughs) Okay, moist. It has more liquid to it? Is that what you want? (laughs) No, I think moist sounds better in that case. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Problem solved. But no, it it's going to be nice to get a lot of these foods back, mm-hmm. only to lose them again. Yeah. And when we get over to Europe, find that, you know, root vegetables, lots of root vegetables. I was going to say, it's going to be a lot of parsnips. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys like parsnips. Yep. So we're starting, <laughs> we're starting to... Uh, kind of wind down so it's probably best that we end this yeah i mean i I could ramble more yeah i don't think we should oh but yeah so this week we'll have the recipe up um the bonus recipe so one thing you might have noticed the site's been kind of wonky oh yeah we probably should have addressed that we probably should have um so one of the things that's been going on is we've been in the middle of a server switch um, and domain name switch because WordPress isn't very nice to larger sites. Which is funny because I wouldn't consider our site larger, but I think it's, I, I don't know. It's ballooned over time. It's no longer like what you would consider to be like a one page blog. Yeah. It's instead now like 50 some recipes. Oh, see, there was the confusion for me. When you said larger, I was thinking like, you know, Google. No, yeah. Yeah, okay. You just mean a lot of indexing. There's a lot of indexing. Okay. And our server, our, the current server from WordPress couldn't handle it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because I was just like the whole four people that showed to the website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it couldn't handle basic traffic and it couldn't get through the pages and the images were super slow. Yeah. So we're migrating everything over to a new site, mm-hmm. the same web address. And hopefully when it's all done this week, it's supposed to be done this week. Yeah. Um, it's going to run a lot faster. It'll look nicer and, you know. It'd be a better experience for everyone. At least that's what we're going to tell you. Exactly. Well, we'll be posting like the bonus dessert recipe and stuff as soon as the site's back up because I can't post anything right now. Yeah, which is kind of been eating at her. It's driving me crazy. I look at the stats every five minutes and know that they don't, they're not real. Yeah. It's okay, though. It's, it's okay. It's not good. So, yeah. You have a lot of addictions. <laughs> you have a lot of addictions. I just like looking at analytics. I'm sorry. So, yeah, Boosie's <laughs> Analytics up, and don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think we are going to end this for the day. I think we probably should. It's um, It's been another one of those podcasts. <laughs> 
And I don't know if that's for the best or not. Yeah, one of these days we'll find out which do you guys prefer. The ones where we are 100% on point or this chaos of 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. I mean, I imagine this one's a little more fun. But yeah. it prob- I, could, I could see it being annoying. Yeah. I mean, just... My voice alone. <sighs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're going to end it. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye. We'll see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.